The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode contains language and content of an explicit nature. Listener discretion is advised. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists, and ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Lepercaro, and this episode's guest is Claude. Claude is a solo artist based in Los Angeles. Blending elements of dream pop, indie, and more, their music is as refreshingly bright as it is warm and introspective. On their debut album, Super Monster, they show that growth isn't an easy, linear process. It's okay to fall on your face, and overcoming things doesn't happen overnight. In time, we all fall into place. I get the sense that you are someone who's not very into conflict. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can say that. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, that doesn't come from like a judgy place. That comes from me, a person who also hates conflict very, very much. So Who likes it, though? <laughs> no, but some people have like a stronger aversion to it, I think, than others. Like some people will go just like head on and then others of us are just like nope you know and i think that's something that you touch on a lot in this record like things like on gold you have that line i like my peace you like to fight um or where's my personal favorite one on jordan i keep saying sorry for mistakes i never made i'll keep saying sorry just to make it go your way like i love that there's a sort of self-awareness on this record like in some ways you're very much standing up for yourself but I think that you very much accept that you're not perfect either. Like, you know, being a young person, being in and out of love is just a messy thing. And it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a really great way to put it. Like, I definitely, you know, I I hate confrontation. I I hate messy situations and anything I can do to sort of, like, like clean it up a little bit or like just like suppress it I'd I'd go for (laughs) yeah do you think in any ways this record was sort of the antidote to that like I remember even like on the on Pepsi you said I don't want to be rude but this song is for you and it's kind of like I don't know it's like this is you kind of giving yourself an outlet in a sense yeah it's funny because I didn't think about it like after I wrote that song and that song was one of those songs that sort of just like was like word vomit you know I sort of like wrote it in a couple hours and then um like looking back on it I'm I always think like why like this was my song like I don't have to be apologetic in my song for my feelings like it was just um yeah so I found that interesting but it's definitely a sign of my character I don't know (laughs) 
again, that's fine. And it definitely feels like, even though, like, you know, you admit a lot on this record that you are someone who doesn't like confrontation, that you do kind of like to be like, nope, not dealing with this. There's these little moments where you definitely stand up for yourself. And I think that's that's really cool. Like I said, it's a record that shows that, like, kind of gradual growth and that it's not like a linear process of kind of learning how to deal with things. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think about like some of the transitions, for example, from Gold, which is a song very much being like, I was with a person that wasn't there for me and I'm going to call them out on it to soft spot immediately after it, which is kind of slipping back up again. Like it is again, it follows that really big up and down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was that on purpose or just kind of a thing? Well, people keep asking me, like, when they start the record and it starts with the song, like, overnight, they think I'm going to, like, go into the story of, like, how I started falling for this person. And, and like, they think it's going to be, like, a linear relationship story, like, the entire record. Um, and are often, like, confused or, like, are surpri- not confused, but surprised to, like, then, like, go into a song, like, gold straight away. And exactly that's like sort of what I was going for like I didn't even think about like the sequencing in terms of like timeline it was more just like also like yeah like growth is not linear and we all you know fall back into old habits or have strong moments that come right before a week one you know mm-hmm. absolutely and again I, I really like that because it feels I don't think that non-judgmental is the word that I'm looking for. I think it's more that it gives people that are listening permission to, again, make mistakes as they try and be better to themselves, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, trust me, as a person who's been through all of my own stuff and gone with my ups and downs, like, it's it's not easy. (laughs) Like, being a human's a bit of a mess, but we, we work with it. Um... But I guess talking about on the sort of more like emotionally strong, emotionally mature moments on this record, one of my personal favorites is the song Anna, just because, I mean, one, it's obviously a really sweet song, but there's like such an emotional maturity to it. This sort of idea that you can still love someone and, you know know that you're not supposed to be in a relationship with them, but rather than, like, just shutting off the relationship and just being like, I'm never going to think about this again, you can leave it with a lot of love and respect and peace. Yeah, exactly. That song was sort of about, like, um, Anna is character writing. So I wrote it as if I was this man who had been with his wife for, like, many years and he was basically like, you deserve the, like to his wife, like Anna, you deserve the best, per, like the best, like you deserve the best. And in order for you to have that, like, I need to go work on myself and I need to make myself a better person. Um, because if I don't do that, then I'm not being the best I can to you. Um, so the song is like a letter to her, like explaining her to her heard that essentially Mm, I love that and again like again I love the like emotional maturity of it because I often think about how humans are very um binary in their thinking um not just in regards to things like gender but just in general um there's always a sense of like 
even in relationships, it's either you hold on to something and never let it go and pine over it even though it's over or you close the book and you're just like I'm never going to think about this person again I'm going to repress it and this sort of again as I said before this idea that you can still love someone still be honest with yourself about the things that you need to change and showing that that duality can exist is very crucial and on the note of duality that's definitely something that you show on the record, like even on the opening track overnight, like there was, I'm trying to remember what the line was, but it was this, again, like you're talking about like falling in love, just head over heels too quickly and how you're like a fool for doing that. But at the same time, you're saying, you know, it's more fun to just jump right into things. And so it's this, again, it's this cool thing of being like, yeah, maybe this wasn't the best decision, but also like there's can be beauty in this as well, you know? Yeah, completely. And like, Overnight, I'm proud of that one because um, the word overnight has, like, two meanings in the song. It's, like, I fell in love like a fool overnight. Um, And all the things we finally did overnight. And so I was, like, ha-ha, I'm being clever. There you go. Yeah, I just love how sort of dreamy it is. Like, it feels like you're, like, floating in a pool on a sunny day. And you got, like, those kind of, like twinkly I guess like bells or something kind of like playing an octave over your voice in the second verse that's like oh just absolutely lush thank you so again we talked about overnight we talked about all the like kind of more important things on the record but just for a second I'm going to take like a side note I need someone to explain to me why people hang out in cemeteries like what is the deal with that please like well I would never hang out in a cemetery ever, but are you referring to cuff your jeans? Yes. Okay, so I would never ever hang out in the cemetery. I think it's disrespectful to the dead. Um, but my freshman year of college, the only year of college I attended, um, was like I was in a dorm, and you like obviously couldn't smoke weed in the dorm. And um, everybody would just smoke in the cemetery. Like, there, it, the, my dorm was, like, on a top of a hill. And, like, the back half of the hill was a cemetery, which was, like, really creepy. And the dorm was definitely haunted. But, yeah, so everybody would just smoke in the cemetery. And, like, any, any time of night, like, th- there would just be kids down there smoking. So that's what we did. Love that so much. <laughs> Yeah, you are not, weirdly, the first person to talk about hanging out in a cemetery on this podcast. Um, I interviewed Future Islands a few months ago, and one of their songs um, is about a time that he hung out with an ex-girlfriend in a cemetery, because apparently that's something that goth kids did, I guess, in, like, the early thousands or something. 2000s, not early thousands, geez. Um, You know. And so I was like, okay, is this a thing? Like, someone needs to unpack this for me because I'm very concerned and confused. I would never hang out in the cemetery anymore. Anymore? Anymore. (laughs) I mean, I definitely did, but not anymore. Noted. Okay, well, we we learned some things here. Um, And now we're going to get back to the more serious stuff in the record. Um, So while, you know, like, I guess learning to be kinder to oneself in in relationships, especially romantic ones, is a big theme on the album. There are a few songs that sort of veer away from that. 
Um, first one, or actually, I think the only one that deals with this particular theme is this town. And what I was trying to understand with this one was, is it a feeling more that came from not feeling like you belong in a place or that you're meant for something bigger or both? It was more feeling like there, well, there's a couple of meanings to that song. One, it's feeling like I don't belong in a place. The other thing was going back to that, like, non-confrontational side of myself, like, saying like I don't want to live in this town is more me just being like I like I don't want to deal with this situation so I'm gonna like hop on the next train and like I'll see you later you know mm. um I was definitely I also like the last few years like before COVID um was very like mobile like I I didn't really stay in one place for very long and moved around a lot and my friends and my family are all very spread out and so I was always just like kind of you know, traveling. And I was on tour a lot too. So that definitely elevated that. So like anytime I would like get in some type of like situation or relationship conflict, I was probably just leaving the next day anyway, because of tour, because of my schedule or whatever. So like, that's sort of where that song came from. Just always being on the move. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I'd initially wondered, because I know you've talked about being from suburban Chicago, and I mean, I've I've lived in various suburbs throughout my life, and they can be, in some ways they're great, in other ways they're really not. Um, and so, yeah, I'd wondered if it was about that, but it's it's interesting. Yeah, slightly, but more about kind of continuing to move around. and. Yeah, I well, really did not have a nice time in my hometown, so it's probably, like, there's definitely some influence about that too yeah yeah i know that suburbs are they can be very cookie cutter and anyone who stands out in a weird way you just feel like you don't belong it's kind of like you're just surrounded by barbie dolls and then i don't know you're you're not that and yeah it can feel very bizarre um but i guess talking about another song where it's sort of like standing up for yourself, not so much in the context of relationships, but in, I think, the most boss clapback line that I've seen in a while, um, you've got, that's Mr. Bitch to you, which is just the most wonderful fuck you song that I've seen in a while. (laughs) And I think that I love as well that this idea of taking being called a bitch, which is something that's obviously in that case is a negative connotation, but also is feminine connotation and to sort of like flip the gender rules of that that word on its head by being like that's mr bitch to you totally is sort of awesome yeah (laughs) you're very welcome yeah yep exactly (laughs) i don't know how to add on to that (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah i mean another thing that's so great about that song is that it's really like structured not quite like a a a punk track per se but it's very like just straightforward as a diss track so it gets to just be like it's not something that you're meant to intellectualize it's something that you're meant to just kind of feel and be empowered by you know exactly yeah yeah absolutely yeah i i just wanted it to be like really punchy and like like a big like fuck you i guess (laughs) yeah yeah um, I think that the the last thing I kind of want to discuss is how the record ends, because I feel like Falling with the Rain is just such a sort of wonderful tie-in of all of the record together. Like, it just brings everything home. 
Like, you've sort of distilled into one song all of the sort of ups and downs that have happened throughout the rest of the record. Um, In Falling With The Rain? Yes. Okay. I was like, did I write that? <laughs> but yeah, that song, I very strategically placed at the end of the record because, like, it's about a very, very, like, low, low point in my life. I wrote it like a couple of years ago and um but for some reason like I I think back about when I wrote this and like I had every right to just write a sad song but for some reason I just like was too optimistic and like to do that like so the song is like yeah like I'm sad right now but I'll be fine and like I'll bounce back and everything will be okay and I sort when I was like picking songs for the record I like that song was not going to be on it at all. Um, but then when I like looked back and I was like thinking about like what a good album closer would be, I was like sort of like laughing at myself and being like, okay, like if this is how I felt then, then like it must mean something to me. And I must like that optimism is probably still somewhere inside me, <laughs> even when I'm dead most of the other times. But yeah, so that is why that's on the album closer. Nice. And again, from, I guess, a listener's perspective, it really just feels like someone being like, I'm just trying to figure things out, you know, like I'm going to fall into place over time. And yeah. So ironically, even though you did write it such a long time ago and you weren't even going to use it on the album, it is kind of a perfect way to end, you know? Yeah. It's like we're all just growing, like, be easy, like don't be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess best of all, there's something sort of comforting about this idea you worked on this song with your band Shelly who are are friends of yours at least I assume so was that a comforting thing to have them on that final song especially considering where the song originally came from yeah so once I decided that I wanted that song on the record I had written it so long ago and the production that we originally had on it like just didn't fit with the rest of the record um, and so it, I tried reproducing it and working with other people and it just, nothing was like working. And so I just sent like a version of the song that was just like acoustic guitar and my voice, my voice <laughs> to, um, like my band Shelly and like within a day, they like totally like nailed it. I love that. Yeah, it's nice how sometimes when you put things in someone else's hands, they can look at it from a perspective that you haven't been able to. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess actually one other thing, speaking of working with other people, I mean, you've worked with Melanie Faye on this record, who, I mean, I'm most familiar with her from that viral video, which is just, you know, lush to watch. But you also worked with Nick Hakeem, who is one of my favorite people in music. So why did you bring them in? Like, what was it about them that drew you to want to work with them on your record yeah so with Mr. Bitch um uh okay so I wanted like I was trying to think like okay this is a so like I could that guitar part that first off just the pulsing guitar part that goes through the whole song like every every part on that song is like way too complicated for me to play and so I was like uh, and I wanted it to be that way so I was like who are like some of the best musicians I know and so I have like 
do you know like Blue Day Tiger? She's she lives in New York. She plays bass. Um, she plays bass on that so. song. And then at the end, I I I think I always knew that I wanted Melanie to play guitar on my record. And then that song was just like the perfect song for her to do it. And she like sent me like twenty six versions of like of like different guitar solos and like I just like comped and like picked my favorite parts of each one and and yeah she's amazing and then with Nick um it was the same or it was the kind of thing where the song Anna was done but I felt like there was something missing and I, the song didn't have any background vocals like not even me doing harmonies or anything and I was like okay I could try it myself but like who do I know who like has the most beautiful voice ever and I thought of Nick, who I had just met like a few months prior. Um, like we randomly kept running into each other and um, it felt very serendipitous. Super Monster is available now wherever you normally get your music. This podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by myself, Sophia LaPercaro, and the artwork is by Meg Welford. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.